Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with Charles Nixon and me, Kieran Kapoor. Charles, you were telling me you have been sent a book, uh, Life 3.0, Being Human in the Age of Artificial Intelligence. Not in fact a 2023 book, a 2017 book. Mm, a book um, to uh, reflect and consider um, rather than uh, a book on hype. Um, it's very interesting in twofold. One is that it's a very considered approach to what um, artificial intelligence actually means, the difference between a general artificial intelligence and a specific artificial intelligence. Um, and it also has um, a very interesting novella at the beginning as an introduction. The uh, first page um, actually has a little diagram that says, do you believe that AI will be uh, developed in this year? If the answer is no, then start at chapter one. Uh, if you believe the answer is yes, then read the introduction. Um, and uh, so I read the introduction. And the introduction is a short story, which is uh, his take, uh, the author's take, on how a general AI will be developed um, or could be developed by a group of people who he calls the Amigas, um, who are essentially um, taking on this project in the same vein at which um, leading scientists took on the Manhattan Project in the Second World War, basically, so that they could do it for good and before anybody else did it um, from a harmful perspective. Um, and it describes the way in which the um, uh, general AI is created um, and how they devise a plan for it to um, become a benign force in the world, but essentially um, do not release it onto the internet. Um, where it would consume all known data and the result of which may well be that it would be out of control. And it is very interesting that he takes a very positive view as to how it could be used. Um, so I think that there are some interesting elements that come from the book, though I haven't yet obviously read all of it, um, but it reinforces uh, one of today's headlines, which is that Microsoft is now planning a uh, £10 billion uh, investment in OpenAI, which is a company which uh, recently got headlines because it launched ChatGPT. Um, and there are a multitude of other AIs that are coming out onto the marketplace. And I think for marketers during 2023, it's an important time to consider how AI will impact on their own activities and their company's portfolios. Yeah, there's an awful lot of hype generally around AI. Um, there's a very cynical view that uh, nobody minded automation when it was automating blue collar workers. But once journalists thought it might affect their their careers, then suddenly it was a, a, a big no-no to use AI and machine learning. Um, I think there is a huge danger of getting caught up on the hype one side or the other. I've actually got the um, very fond of the Gartner hype cycle, um, Gartner being a, a, a big uh, consultancy firm, and they've produced a hype cycle for many years where they, they look at where things are um, emerging technologies and where things are on their on their hype cycle. And I noticed that AI is still viewed by them to be sort of in the two to five years um, of, of use, um, of coming into use rather than the sort of less than two years, which is what you'd think if you were reading all the sort of excitement about chat, chat GPT. 
Yes, I think the um, the undoubted benefit is that it will rem- the the non-general, i.e., the specific uh, AI, will reduce the repetitive nature of uh, tasks in um, what one might call white collar, but in um, uh, information-intensive work. So to some degree, perhaps even in marketing, Um, whereas um, computers over the last 30, 40 years have basically tended to uh, automate manual work. Um, And as we see, computers have reduced in size from the 1970s, right from the mainframes through the minis to desktops. Um, We have seen them take on board many of the tasks which have otherwise been carried out by um, human beings with various varieties of machines um, to assist them. And the unemployment problems that that brought in the the 80s um, were digested. And we've now become, I think, fairly um, familiar with the idea that uh, automation will bring about unemployment, but those unemployed will be able to be retrained into more um, enjoyable um, or interesting jobs, which are not routine in nature. uh, now, that, that's an interesting hypothesis. Um, it isn't always the case. There's obviously elements of disruption here. But we do have, at the moment, uh, currently a situation where we've got a very tight labour marketplace. So um, the use of AI to automate office jobs may well lead to uh, this fabled uh, land where there's increased productivity, um, which is what uh, every government seems to be looking for. Um, So I think there's a lot of incentive to consider uh, AI automation um, within the white colour marketplace. Um, But yes, it will take time because um, there will be many that get it wrong. uh, one particular example over the weekend um, is something that was talked about, which is called character.ai, where theoretically you can have conversations with uh, long-lost dead people. I don't mm. know if you saw any of that. Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you try? No, I didn't. I thought it was quite... It's the. It, there is an interesting element of some of this stuff has a definite yuck factor. And I remember Edwina Curry, an Tory MP many years back, the the lady that claimed there was salmonella in lots of eggs, she described um, things as having a yuck factor. And I think she was talking about genetic modifications. And I think there is a yuck factor in that one. And that one, I just thought, no, too far. And I noticed um, Nick Cave, the uh, singer, has been out um, in the news this morning saying that something that was generated supposedly by him... um, I mean, openly, not by him, but it's supposed to be done in Nick's cave style. He was saying how rubbish it was. Um, Well, yes, it it really does point very simply to the garbage in, garbage out um, Mm. uh, acronym, because um, I thought this was quite an interesting thing, and I'll therefore dive in and see what it thought uh, Oliver Cromwell might say. And um, my God, does he get it wrong? Um, (laughs) It claims that uh, he was a soldier and politician during the reign of King Charles II, and that he was born in Nottingham, that he didn't go to school and was home educated. These are all the things that came back with when I asked it questions. Um, uh, And these are all things on record that... It, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's merely scraping information, presumably, from other places. So we ought to be able to find out that those things are incorrect. Uh, 
absolutely. Um, so this is one of the dangers. You know, what you feed into a machine, uh, even however much it learns, is the basis on which it starts to learn. So there are considerable dangers in getting it wrong and therefore it just, you know, um, uh, enhancing the wrongness, as it were. So, um, but on the other hand, if you can get the, the right level of information in there and uh, find the elements where it has to be repeated, then it is a godsend in terms of the way in which it can save time and effort. Um, and certainly I know people who are now using uh, chat uh, to uh, produce uh, reports. Um, and they believe it's doing reasonably effective jobs. Maybe that's an indication of just how um, the low level of expectations we have about reports. <laughs> well, it's possible, I suppose. I mean, in, you know, in one respect, we are talking uh, um, usually a large amount of words to get a small point across. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, although in business we've tended to sort of say, well, you know, just on one side of paper, um, it still seems to be that, you know, a conversation will get you the point much easier than having something written down. Um, perhaps why in many instances we now tend to use uh, our virtual meetings rather than asking someone to send a memo or a report. Um, because we are inher inherently people who communicate with the, vo the, the vocal word rather than necessarily the written word. So I think basically what we're saying is that it's it's a technology still to watch. It's a technology very much to keep an open mind on. But I am going to come back to the Gartner hype cycle. If anybody doesn't know the Gartner hype cycle, do Google it. Um, and it, it has this idea that if things go from an innovation trigger through to a peak of inflated expectations, and then you come down the other side into the, the trough of disillusionment, which I always absolutely love. <laughs> and um, AI, metaverse, digital humans, they're all very much heading towards this peak of inflated expectations as we play around with what they could possibly do. And what I also found interesting was the timeline that Gartner puts on these, because if you'd listened to the metaverse people talking, you would think that the metaverse is just around the corner. And there are metaverses and there are several um, available. But I mean, Gartner talks, uh, puts a sort of more than 10 years horizon on them actually being sort of in sort of regular usage and people being aware of them and being able to interact with them. So sometimes these things get written about, but it's actually a much longer time horizon than you than you realise. Yes, the practicalities of bringing these things to market are much greater than people who think about the generality of the concept would have in uh, have uh, people believe. So yes, you're absolutely right. Um, certain AIs will undoubtedly uh, impact the marketplace this year, um, um, but doesn't mean that everybody is going to um, uh, be basically using AIs by the end of the year. But I would stress the point that I think everyone should examine what uh, market opportunities there are um, and then think, uh, as with all other aspects of their development and R&D, whether or not it's worthwhile developing that particular area. Um, it is, given the fact that there is, as we might talk about next time, the fact that there is limited growth in terms of population, um, limited growth in terms of economic development. Therefore, innovation is the way in which most companies are going to have to grow. Great stuff. Lovely to chat, Charles. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content. From Cambridge Marketing College.